Hello, this is Angelique, and you're listening to We're Booked Up, a segment of the Gaston Speaks podcast where Kendall, Andrew, and I discuss books. For this episode, in honor of Spooky Month and Hispanic Heritage Month, we read Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Garcia. There will be spoilers, so keep that in mind. Trigger warnings for rape, coercion, and body horror for those who need them. But first, what have we been reading or watching? You want to go first? You go ahead. Okay. Um, I started Poker Face, which um, so good. I'm only two episodes in, and I'm I'm like I, I can't wait to binge watch the rest of it tonight. Uh, it's Natasha Leone. She actually got an Emmy nod for it. Um, and it's on Peacock, but we actually have it here on DVD at the library, and uh, that's where I got it. And it's um, it's interesting. It's got a lot of good guest stars too coming up. Like like I think I don't know all of them. I mean, I know some of them just from like Emmy ballots, but um, it's it's real. I like her. Natasha Leanne, I loved her in Russian Doll. Mm-hmm. Wasn't a big fan of that show, but I loved her in it. And so um, I think you guys should check it out. Also, um, I have been reading this, and um, I'm supposed to be reading Demon Copperhead for book club. I am one and a half pages into it. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> and so I have far. like nine days, and it's like 500 pages. So it's going to be interesting. I think you can do it. Yeah. I believe in you. I, I'm going to have to. So it's just going to have to. Well, we know you can wing it if you have to. Yeah, I literally finished this book about 20 minutes ago. (laughs) You can do it. I I got it. I got it. What about you, Kendall? So it's funny you mentioned Poker Face because, um, sorry, sometimes I think it's Joker Face because for some reason it's got this, I don't know. Anyway, so it's it's Poker Face. It's it's, it's got a dark humor. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, got a really heavy, heavily 70s influence, the murder Uh mystery, Columbus. Like I actually heard her talk about the collaboration with Ryan Johnson and that they were like... Um, leaning heavily on Columbo. So Marcus and I actually have been watching Columbo. Have you guys ever seen it? No. I've seen one episode or two, I think. Yeah. It's actually really interesting, and it's I so understand her character choices now based on what I'm watching. Mm. It's, it's actually really interesting. Where is it um, that you can watch it? I don't know. Marcus sets it up. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's available <laughs> on some sort of service. Um, uh, What is um, Joe? Joke poker face on poker face. Uh, peacock. Like... It's on Peacock. I yeah. think. I think it's on Peacock. Then. We okay. also have it here. No, no, Columbo. Uh, Columbo. We no poker face. We have it here. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. But no, oh, yeah. Columbo. That makes sense. It probably was an old NBC production from back in the day. Anyway, it's very good. Okay. I'm, I'm like surprised how much we like it. And then the other thing. Um, so I'm patiently waiting on being able to watch Ghosts season four, the BBC version. Ooh. But Marcus and I are catching up on the American version, and it has hit its stride. It is so funny. It really is a good show, guys. <laughs> I can't. And I think we have the first season here on DVD. Um, and so you can definitely start here. And then uh, if when season two comes out, we'll get it. So if you can't get it on streaming, um, come to the library. Yeah. Do it. It's a good show. I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. And then I haven't really, I've started like 14 books, and this is the only one I've finished. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so, base. Oh, I actually watched stuff that wasn't YouTube this time. <gasps> no car crash videos? No car crash. I did still watch those, oh, but God. not exclusively. <laughs> not exclusively. <laughs> okay, so um, I watched the One Piece live action, which is I liked. It good? I liked it. Okay, got good reviews. Yeah, so. I liked it. Um, I watched... Um, what is that? One Piece it's, is an anime. Anime oh, manga. Okay. Yeah, it's That's it's actually a really know. long anime manga, and they condense like an entire arc into eight episodes. They had cut out a lot, but it's still okay. Um, and then I watched um, Nimona, um, which I liked, which is on Netflix. It's based on a graphic novel. Yeah, it has Chloe Grace Moretz and um, 
Riz Ahmed. Okay. And I love Riz Ahmed. Eugene Ooh. Lee Yang. You know who he is. That's a solid cast. Nimona, it's yeah, it's a is it a J graphic or YA graphic? It's YA. YA graphic. Okay. YA I've seen that title. That's how I knew that. It's okay. pretty good. Uh Chloe Grace Kramaritz did a really good job in the voice acting. Um I watched Asteroid City that uh Oh yeah, the Wes, Wes Anderson, Anderson movie. Yeah. And then I watched this um Taiwanese movie called Marry My Dead Body. Oh, that sounds it's good. very funny. Uh-huh. It's about a guy who gets trapped into a ghost marriage. <laughs> <laughs> You and I have such different tastes in television. <laughs> it's, it's very. It's, it was a. It was good. It's actually really long too. It's like two hours. Okay. A little over two I would hours. try it. Sure. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's I mean, I'm funny. not going to, but but I. You like might like it. it actually. Really? Yeah. I don't know what that says about me. That <laughs> <laughs> you like ghost marriages? Not, not normally, it's not on my. <laughs> I know. Maybe it's just really good storytelling. I don't know. It's funny. There is a lot of really great. Um, Foreign television that's finally starting to make its way here through like Apple, like uh, Pachinko, like, which was the Apple TV with uh, Yeo Jung Yin, who I love. Um, it was really good, and then Netflix has started to bring some really cool stuff too. So I'm glad because yeah. there's some really just like the foreign movies that are finally people are really watching here. The foreign television's pretty good, besides just the British stuff. That's yeah. good to know. Um, are we ready to begin with yeah, the book? Let's do it. All right, I will read the synopsis. Okay. After receiving a frantic letter from her newlywed cousin, Noemi Taboada heads heads to High Place, a distant house in the Mexican countryside, unsure what she will find. Noemi is an unlikely rescuer. She's a glamorous debutante, more suited to cocktail parties than amateur sleuthing. But she's also tough, smart, and not afraid. Not of her cousin's new English husband, a stranger who is both menacing and alluring. Not of his father, the ancient patriarch who seems fascinated by Noemi, and not even of the house itself, which begins to invade Noemi's dreams with visions of blood and doom. Noemi's only ally in this inhospitable place is the family's youngest son, but he too may be hiding something dark, for there are many secrets behind the walls of High Place, as Noemi discovers when she begins to unearth stories of violence and madness. Mesmerized by this terrifying yet seductive world, Noemi may soon find it impossible to save her cousin or even escape this enigmatic house. I mean, it's a solid blur because yeah. it doesn't give away the no Mm-mm. anything, but it does. I mean, when I read it, I thought, "Oh, okay, this might be interesting." So, yeah. did you not? Oh no, I was looking up how to pronounce Noemi because I've been saying Nomi in my head. Oh, <laughs> so it was a Hermione Hermione moment. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I'm sorry. Um, I also agree that the blurb uh, it works. It's accurate. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, but it doesn't. Give too much away. Not, no, it really doesn't. Just that's the setting, mm-hmm. the foundation. Solid. Thumbs up. Yeah. I like that, but no, anyway. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Huh? Nothing. Let's go on to the next. <laughs> What's your... I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> Either. I missed right. it. We are never playing charades together. <laughs> All right. Ratings. I really liked it, so four and a half stars. What'd you, what do you think? I put uh, three and three quarter stars. 3.75. I would say three. Really? Three. This is not my book. Yeah. But um, I, there were a lot parts of it that I thought I, I'm impressed with the the author's um writing. Yeah. 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 Good writing. I, I didn't particularly like all of it, but again, 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 I'm not a horror fan. So yeah. you, that you just just let's get that out of the way. This is very much it's in our horror section, our new horror section. Um, and Andrew is not a horror fan, so a, a solid three. But um, normally I would give it like a two or one just because I just it just doesn't fascinate me. But she's mm-hmm. a very good writer. Cool. I feel real good about my rating. Oh, then. good. <laughs> yeah. Because I figured this is not your, I mean, I'm not super into horror, but I feel like of the three of us, I would read horror before. I don't know. Would you read horror much? 
You're more like no. sci-fi. Yeah, more sci-fi. Fantasy yeah, I would read horror before I would read sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. So we all liked it. I liked okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm right. still processing it too. <laughs> I mean, I'm still trying to not process some of it. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. <laughs> okay. Uh, first question: Did you like the main character? Did you have a favorite character or least favorite character? Okay, so I uh, Noemi. Um, at first, I actually, I, I okay, I like the writing and construction of the character because I don't like her at first. Mm-hmm. She's a little stuck up. She's a little snobby. She's a little into herself. But that's exactly what she needed to be in order to survive this house. Mm. She also had an incredible like um, sense of self and mm-hmm. what she wanted, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of funny to say because she also was like, I don't know. I, I don't want to change up being a socialite, but I also don't want to like commit to anything. But she also wasn't about to t- let someone else yeah. invade who she was. Yeah. Was she your favorite character? I mean, I I guess I did, I don't feel like I really know any of like I mean there were characters that I thought were good and likable and characters that I thought were well written and dislikable. So I guess yeah, she was my favorite character. Mm. My um my favorite character was the um woman who got she got like the tonic from Marta. Marta, yeah, I know she was like one of those side characters, but I always liked when the the few scenes that she was in, she just seemed cool. She had, like the parrot. You know, it's like we like it when characters have random birds. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of like the random bird lady from the holiday from one the we did. Yes, yeah. Snow. Um, I don't know. She just she was one of those that it was so dark and it was heavy at points. And for some reason, even when she was like telling them all the horrible things that happened, for some reason when it's like I think it's the town. I think it mm. represented getting away from high place, and so it was nice to get away from high place. My least favorite character was Francis. <laughs> not Francis. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Not Francis. Although I didn't like him. What was the, his mother's name? Florence. Florence. It was Florence. I didn't like. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. She was definitely dislikable. And yeah. like the other ones were dislikable, but she was just ugh. Like, particularly. There was nothing. There was nothing. It. She was just pure. Ugh. I didn't particularly like Francis either. Just in case you were wondering. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I. That part of the ending. I did. I. When we get to that. Spoilers. By the way. Um. I, I don't know. I I, I felt it unnecessary as well. I felt it unnecessary, and I just feel like he didn't deserve. I mean, he did because he was sucked into it, but then he knew what was going on, and he didn't. I don't know. I'm I'm I just I don't feel like he's as redeemable as people I feel make like him she out to be. Trusted him a little too much. Yeah, I have too. a theory about why the no- Noemi went with Francis in the end, and that is because in horror. You always have that little nugget at the end of something like something creepy still lingers. And part of me thinks by no- Noemi and Francis getting together, that is the um, possible seed that the mushrooms need to continue to spawn and spore and stuff like that. So I kind of think it was like a creepy thing, not a Okay. Thing. Okay, that makes more sense. If she ever wanted a sequel, she has that little little. There's just a, right. there's a there's a doorway there. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. I think sure he should have survived. But yeah, also, yeah. I don't know that just what just this is the first person you meet of slight substance, and you always describe him as like. I mean, he doesn't describe. She's not. She does not describe him as wayfish, but that's just what kept coming up, like lacking substance. Yeah. Yeah, and kind of sullen, and Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, there just there was nothing about him that at the end was like, 
oh, we should fall in love. Like, he, he was definitely not a romantic comedy lead or anything Maybe like that. Maybe it's just a trauma bond thing, and they break up. Like, <laughs> like uh, Sandra Bullock yeah. and Keanu Reeves in Speed. <laughs> really? Yes. I love you. What a random thing to be thinking about. So, you say he, he should have lived. I actually thought he was going to die. I thought that somehow he was going to sacrifice himself so that the women would live. Oh. And that, I thought, would be the ending. And to me, that one, would I would have liked better. Truthfully, but then there would have been a nugget. Yeah. So. Truthfully, halfway through the book, I was like, oh, this guy is uh, meant to, like, he's a red herring. I think he was going to, I thought he was going to be um, bad all the way through. Like, I thought mm-hmm. he was going to have a heel turn. Yeah, okay, me too, gotcha, gotcha. I think I did think that, but then by the time, but it was just as the ending was coming on, I'm like, I know what's going to happen. The scene that changed it for me was when uh, he was talking to her in a bedroom and he started speaking Spanish to her because they couldn't speak Spanish. In Mexico. <laughs> drives me nuts. Anyway. Well, I think um, that's part of the superiority yeah, supremacy yeah, stuff. Yeah. Oh, a thousand yeah, percent. Yes. Yeah. But it was also like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. How come Howard has lived so many lives and he never bothered to learn another language? Right. <laughs> anyway, but um, for me, I realized, I was like, oh, okay, Francis is going to be good all the way throughout when he started speaking Spanish to her. And I was like, oh, something's going to happen. Let's yeah. go. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Anyway. What about you? Uh, I liked I liked Noemi. Yeah. I, I thought she was fun. Um, least favorite was Florence. Yeah, not, I hated yeah, her. Yeah. She was. Uh, the author did a really good job of making her just so unlikable. Because mm-hmm. even like with the other, like with um, ha- uh, Harold. Harold Howard Howard Harold is a solid old man name though. I would really yeah. yeah. And uh, then okay, what was the. Virgil. Virgil. Y'all, it just went away. It was like my day. Anyway. Uh, don't ask me about any of the previous generations because that's all big mush to me. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Both anyway. of them were evil, but they had like they had like the charming evil. Mm-hmm. They had the intelligent evil, whereas Florence was just pure evil. So what makes it so frustrating for me for Florence is she has no buy-in other than she felt stuck and she felt like... I guess that the gloom had possessed her in such a way because she went away, found another husband and still brought him back. Like, why would you bring him back? It just I don't understand her buy in. Right. And Virgil was supposed to be. Yeah, Virgil was going to be the son, the heir, the new Howard right, right. or what we were led to believe was going to be the new Howard. Right. Or and whatever. then Francis was stuck because of. The familiar, I mean, because of his mm-hmm. mother and those bonds and that kind of stuff. So it, it's it's right. extra She's... frustrating that she, ch- it felt like she had more of a choice than anyone else and still chose to yeah. do that. And to not, when her son was like going to be sacrificed in the end, yeah. the response was basically like, he's just a body. And yeah. I'm like, oh. See, pure evil versus like, yeah, there's just a pure. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Did not like her. Okay. Next question. What did you think of the setting? Did you think High Place was spooky enough? I thought it went on too long. That that was a little bit for me. It was like the horror really kicked in like the last like 85 pages or so. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of setting. Yeah. And a lot more setting. And so she did a really excellent job with it. Mm-hmm. Incredibly descriptive. I really could see this as a um as a film or miniseries or something. And the, and the way she's described it, whoever gets to do the art direction, the cinematography doesn't have to have too much imagination because, <laughs> because she does. Sorry. Such, no, so, oh, is that? Oh, sorry. Is that, no, no, no. Uh, it's just funny. You just don't have to have any imagination. <laughs> what I mean is because she did such a good job she, of yes, describing yeah, it she really that, did. that they really can just follow her lead. Yeah. But it also went on too long. And that's why I think, so I was able to plow through 
those last, I mean, I read the mm-hmm. last, okay, so it was actually the last like 60 pages today. I lied. But I anyway, but I was able to plow through them because that's when it started really moving and the plot really, and the horror stuff started kicking in. It took me, it, it took me a long time to get into it. Um, yeah. It, it was about a hundred, about halfway through. And I was like, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. And that, then it started, I started feeling it because it was a lot of setting. Yeah. yeah. So part of it for me was the fact that it was um, the kind of horror that it described as gothic. So it yeah. it's meant to be setting the scene. It's right. damp. It's the setting is usually a creepy. character as well. The setting is a character, and I think right. she did a really good job developing that character. True. True. Um, I thought it was interesting that it was a house, and mm-hmm. so it mirrors kind of what we had talked about this time last year yeah. with In the Dream House. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really glad we read In a Dream House because I saw a lot of those themes coming through. Mm-hmm. So I it was anticipating it being slow and creepy and setting up an unreliable narrator situation. Is this really because it's just creepy here or is it really haunted? And I thought, I don't know. I liked it. I thought she did a really good job. I didn't think it was, I can understand where you could say it was too long in setting it up, Mm -hmm. but I think that's part of the like drawing it out and really increasing the character's um, time in which they have to kind of just piddle about and figure things out and her isolation. Isolation. There we go. That's what I'm going for. I forgot where my brain was going with this. No, I think you made a good point. There was more in there. Well, yeah. Anyway, I I thought that <laughs> I thought she did a good job, and I understand why she, the author made the choices she made in creating. Can I be the honest too? I'm not the biggest did. gothic fan either. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's fine. And I've read a lot of books where, like, I remember when I was in a there was a class I took in college, and it was about it was literature based around American slavery, mm-hmm. and that was actually my final like question for uh like my final exam was about the houses because between Faulkner and Harriet Beecher Stowe and some of these others so this is something and a lot of them that they learn from that era that the house is a, is a it's a character um again it, very descriptive very well written mm-hmm. yeah i just i you said that she had to piddle and i'm like yeah she piddled <laughs> you just <laughs> wish the pace had picked up a little more just a little more, like literally yeah. like 20 30 pages less of that and i think i think i would have liked it it had been a four star for me. I think I would have incorporated some of the horror elements earlier that wasn't just in the dream world. That because for so long it was like the only scary stuff was really happening in her right. dreams. Yeah. So maybe I would have had that come in a little earlier. But yeah. <laughs> I'm not a writer. It's fine. <laughs> How also, about you? I like the setting. I thought it was well done. Um, I feel dumb because it was like towards the end of the book where they're like escaping or whatever and like. They're going down that tunnel. And then I had the sudden thought, oh, that's why it's always so dark in that house because they have to let the mushrooms grow. <laughs> I just got they grow that. better I didn't yeah. get in that. the dark and the damp. In the damp. Because yeah. they, yeah. she meant, they mentioned okay. at one point, like, the reason they don't like her smoking is um, it smells. But I was also thinking the fire and the warmth. Yeah, that too. And the, that too. Yeah. Because, like, they don't like uh, hot baths. Yeah. yeah. Like, anything. They want it to stay cool and, and damp, damp and decaying. And dark. And, yeah. Yeah. So I think she did a a good job with that. Um, Okay. Did you have a favorite passage or quote? I'll go first because I know. Okay, thank you. (laughs) I I did not get one down. Um, Sure. I got the book down. So (laughs) That was my accomplishment. It's mostly just a line. Hold on. I have to find the page. I do have 
at least two of the people I think would be good for when we cast the movie. I know I've got people too. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Okay, Let's so, listen. So where is it? Where is it? Okay. So she's they're talking to Virgil about um the marriage or whatever. And she, he goes, my father can officiate. He's done so before. And she's like, so I'll be wed in the church of the holy incestuous mushroom. <laughs> and I doubt that's valid. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's funny. Actually, I do think I have a quote. Um, I just have to find it. And honestly, when um, the opening of the book where she's like introducing like, I guess, Mexico City and the life that um, Noemi lives. Mm -hmm. She's talking about all the drivers Mm -hmm. and waiting for, like, their um, employers to come out. Mm -hmm. I thought she did a really good job of, like, setting the scene of the time period and where it was and what she was part of. Okay, so I found the quote that I actually – it's on page 114 on the book. (laughs) Florence had just asked Noemi not to discuss Mexico City with – or parties with Francis, and Noemi responded, I'll be sure to discuss with him the pre-approved subjects you dictate. Perhaps we can erase all the cities on the terrestrial globe and pretend they don't exist. <laughs> that was good. I do remember that one. That one was funny. Yeah. I liked that. And then um, I don't. It, I do have a couple favorite like moments from the book. Is mm-hmm. this now the time you would like to discuss that, or is that later? Uh, we can go with that, yeah. Go okay, ahead. cool, cool, cool. Um, I like that Catalina got her um, opportunity to really step up and what's the what's the word her her revenge moment? Yeah, she got to stab both Arthur, not Arthur. Who is Arthur? <laughs> We're just making up old band names. <laughs> I was like, Isn't there because Arthur Cummings? Cummings, oh, yeah, yeah. the doctor. Yeah. Oh, the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Harold. <laughs> Harold and Arthur, you know. <laughs> It's like a new Judd Hirsch sitcom. Like, I don't know where we're going with this. Okay. Oh, sorry. Howard. Uh, Howard. Howard, yes. She yes. got to stab both Howard and Virgil in the face. And those were her, you know, abductors and abusers. And she she yeah. got her. I really like that, too, because either. honestly, Catalina was annoying to me. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because, I, and then you know, it's because they were literally, I mean, she was becoming part. Her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was just like, there's got to be some, you keep hearing oh, she had the spark, she had the spark, she mm-hmm. had the spark. And I'm like, are we ever going to see that? And then we finally did. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, good. That they didn't just say all that and then drop it at the end. Like you did finally see her. Yeah, she got it. her moment to right. like it was snap good back too. into yeah. it and uh, get, a little bit of, get a little bit of revenge. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would have been different, I think, for me if Noemi would be the, was the one the whole way just dragging all these people through. <laughs> you know, come on, <laughs> Francis. Right. Yeah, yeah. They they all had their moment in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it all worked for what their characters were. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Good, good point. Okay. And then I had a least favorite scene. Okay. And I'm not crazy about the dream sequences either because I could I had a hard time discerning what was important information, what is just her dreaming. But then when they she dreamt about them eating babies, yeah, not a big fan of that. That was really gross. I did not like it, but I did appreciate that there were actually no flashbacks in the. Um, I appreciate that there were no flashbacks in the book. It was told through the memories and yeah. dream yeah, sequences yeah, yeah. and. I liked that. They didn't like overtake. Yeah, I really did not like when he like they he was naked and I don't do gross. So like the the like the like when they would talk about the like the boils, boils yeah. like coming up on his body and he's big and bloated and ooh, yeah, it's just no it's thank just, you hard gross. pass. It's like that one in seven. Oh yeah, <gasps> yeah, yes. yeah. That's what I pictured, and I, mm-hmm. I can't. I like that. I've seen that movie once. It's brilliant. I don't ever want to see it again. Yeah, yeah. I for that, that scene, almost alone. So yeah. Gross. So gross. I don't. I don't get it. Side note: 
I had just bought portobello mushrooms. <laughs> and you will never eat them again. And now I'm like, well, you're going to go bad in my fridge. <laughs> and yeah. Ugh. Cook them. Show them who's boss. Yeah, but I can't get over the image of like the boils popping and yeah. them drinking the, f- yeah. the, the wine we that came eat. from the boil. We have to eat. Um, supper soon, Kendall. So let's get. <laughs> this is the imagery in her book. I didn't, I I didn't make this up. I'm messing with you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, so you had asked. Um, okay, favorite scene. Like favorite scene. Do you have a favorite? Something that stands out in your head. I will say. Again, I found it interesting that I think I enjoyed the horror half of the book more so than the other because I'm not a horror fan. But that whole twist with like the ex wife or the wife, and that they they she was the one they were feeding off of mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like it was creepy, but then it also was kind of nice because you're right. All those past people kind of all ran together, so it was nice that there was a nice that that some of that connected back, and they weren't just distant memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also. I did like the moment where there was the realization of, you know, I, of when they were able to burn down the house, yeah. that, that realization. Um, so yeah, I, I liked that part and then I didn't like the ending ending, but um, I don't know. I, um, I actually liked the beginning when she's in Mexico city mm-hmm. and I liked her dad and yeah. I was like, I kind of would love like a, like a, like a prequel that's not a horror mm-hmm. novel. That's just, or that's just about like her life. Cause it seems like she has a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of cool friends I don't know. Like I could see like a really cool period piece in the 1950s Mexico, and and give that story that because I'm sure a lot of people don't know about like how vibrant Mexico City is and mm-hmm. its history and all that kind of stuff. So I'm the history geek that was like, I'd love to see a historical novel, so, you know. And then it's like, oh, death, you know, mushrooms, and <laughs> it just went from there. But I, I was weird and actually liked the first part of it. I don't think that's weird. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. She did a good job setting this. Scene. She did, she yeah, really no, did. And, and and there was some. I think she probably did her research. My guess is there was some stuff in there that was historically accurate, mm-hmm. which you know that yeah. that's what yeah. piqued like the, my interest. I keep thinking about like the date she had carrying like the horse head, yeah, yeah, like, paper, like, yeah. paper mache yeah. horse head or whatever. It <laughs> and was, the, you know? but she had copped down the costumes, mm-hmm. and he was like, like it was funny, and yeah. <laughs> so I, I liked the beginning. It's, I before feel, she went to high house. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's weird. Well, like that's a great moment to set her mm-hmm. up as she's a little self centered. Yeah, a little flighty, a little she's, flaky. She's gonna she's, do what she wants. Yeah. She's, right. She's, she's. I, I don't know. So. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was really good character development. So that's weird. But that's those are the kind of books that I would read versus. This one normally. You don't want to read about mushrooms growing on old men and then sporing and then becoming new again. But it's just cocoon. It is cocoon. <laughs> and I didn't like cocoon. So this is, I mean, Don Amici won his Oscar. Good for him. But other than that, I didn't like cocoon. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anjali, go back to what? the script. All right. The next <laughs> script. Whatever the questions. The next question. What did you think of the reveal? How much of it did you see coming? Okay, I'm not gonna lie. When it first started, I felt like it was what was that movie, The Happening, where it was like the flowers. <laughs> that really horrible. It was a really horrible in my Shyamalan movie. It was the trees, yeah. And I was like, "This is stupid." My my first response was, "This is stupid." But you also have to understand, I had to have trouble suspending the belief, the disbelief, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, as it went on, she did it, it. That erased that initial. So my initial reaction was kind of like, "Oh dear God, mushrooms." For God's sakes, <laughs> it, really, mushrooms. mushrooms, spray some, you know, fungicide, or is there such thing as fungicide? Uh, yeah, spray yeah. some bleach on it and move on with your life. And then it all it all made sense later on, so. 
I did like that it was not just the mushrooms. It was the mushrooms plus a horrible person doing horrible things and then how the trauma in the family develops mm-hmm. and it creates all this yeah. pain and then that goes back into the mushrooms and it becomes this life cycle which was so much a, you know one of those themes in the book that's once that once all those connections are remade mm-hmm. it wasn't just mushroom like that's mm-hmm. when i liked it but the initial reveal is kind of like <laughs> again mushrooms and the other symbol that kept popping up all the time with the family was the i can't say the word ouroboros or, or, mm-hmm. and i just kept thinking never ending story <laughs> <laughs> Never ending story. <laughs> which made me think of Stranger Things, which also uh, part of the reason I don't like the book is how gross it is, which made me think about Stranger Things, the season that ended in the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was, was gross and creepy like that. To but me. you know, it's very similar. I mean, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like there's this thing that won't die and it keeps feeding, breeding off each other and big and building, building. Mm-hmm. It's a very similar theme. Mm-hmm. It's funny because. I really love Stranger Things, mm-hmm. so this makes me wonder. I said it, I think it would make a good like movie. I bet I would like the movie better. I bet you would like mm-hmm. the movie better, probably, probably, because the visuals would be so good. It's so gross. I, yeah, some of it I'd be I would struggle with, but ugh. but the actual but some of that stuff that was it would be very similar to Stranger Things mm-hmm. in that that vein. Uh, did I answer? What was the question? What did you think of the reveal? How much of it did you see coming? What did you think about the reveal? So the problem, a lot of the problem that I have with horror, that I'm invested usually in the first part until the reveal, and Mm -hmm. this is most horror books for me, as soon as it's revealed, I just kind of get bored. It's kind of like Lost when they open the hatch. Yeah. It's not that interesting. Basically, I'm like, oh, it's like, oh, it's fungus, I guess. (laughs) That's great. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. (laughs) But did you, so, did this one live up to it, though? Did you get bored? A little bit. I just got tired of like how trapped she was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, just leave. I know she didn't want to leave people, but part of me is like, just leave, just leave. See, that's the thing too. I mean, no go offense. out there, go find somebody, come back. They're mm-hmm. not going to leave that place. They're stuck there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. There are very few family members I'm close enough. I would have already left. Screw Catalina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, like, and she, I lo- love you all if you're listening to this, but there are just very few people that I would endure that for. She talked about how she was like, she didn't want to do that because she felt like her dad would nullify the agreement. But I also kind of don't think he would because he went, he was going to, he wanted, uh, what's her name? Noemi to go out and check on Catalina and yeah. report back. Yeah. Right. And then she just didn't report back any kind of yeah. truth. That I will say, I really did expect at some point her father because there were letters that were sent. But see, the, the letters were, she mm-hmm. acted like everything was okay, right? She, yeah, she did say something about needing, uh, I think, a psycho- psychiatrist for yeah. Catalina, but not, um, n- it wasn't to the point where it was like, yeah, you should come out here too. And then once the big reveal happened, we know that the dad can't come out there because they would have just mushroom yeah. taken over his yeah. mind. The gloom would have taken over his mind. I don't know. I feel like the dad kind of got dropped in all that. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily. I mean, he was the setup. It didn't. He didn't necessarily have to. He didn't have enough character to be a full storyline. But somehow, I kept expecting him I'm to kind of come back. Glad he didn't, though, because I felt like it ref- was a ref- reflection of Noemi's um, uh, self sufficiency skills. And she's, I agree. So I, I would have been like, "Oh, here comes her dad to save the day." It would have also set it up for the dad to come to save the day and then fail, and that would have been like a little heartbreaking. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. true. Because that happens a lot in horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I'm here to save you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this kind of leads into the um, next to last question. What did you think of the ending? Do you think it was resolved So well? like I said, I, I really liked 
when it started and and when they started their escape and and I liked that they tied in the these these wives and these these family members who had died and mm-hmm. and and they never really were gone and and I, I kind of liked that part I I and I get Kindle make me like it better <laughs> the nugget at the end because I really was kind of creeped out by it mm-hmm. I just I just I don't know. I'm like, so this is it. You're never going to go back to your life. And so that, and that's what makes me think. So you're not going to go back to Mexico City where you have all these suitors who are much more attractive, much more engaging, much more fun. Or are you just going to go live in a house somewhere with Francis and then it becomes that house again? And yeah. so, yeah, it was just a little kind of, eh. but then again, you're right. That's how hard, this is why I hate horror movies. <laughs> that's mm. how they always end. It's like Michael Myers is really never dead. You know, it, it, it gets old sometimes. Yeah. So I liked the way it all resolved. I was fine. I didn't, care about I didn't it didn't track really to me that Noemi and Francis would actually become an item at the end in fact the most annoying part to me of the whole dang book was the very last line uh, I was like this yes. is not what this book is about let me flip the, over the, the kiss was something uh-huh. basically yeah they they kissed and um, I, so she kissed him a second time for luck when he looked at her again his face was filled with such extraordinary gladness so he's grateful she's kissing him <laughs> and the third time she kissed him it was for love Ugh. I think even if they end up together that he said it earlier in the book that he was created to live in that house and if you take something out of its environment it might not thrive I don't think he's gonna get sun on his cheeks and suddenly be a like happier sturdier kind some of fella. What's gonna happen. I think he's gonna fry like a crisp and still have to stay inside <laughs> Has sunblock been invented yet? Oh, no. I don't think so. I don't know. So, I mean, that is the part I liked the least is that I didn't think the romance element was necessary. But I did enjoy the – I liked how, like you were saying, they tied it back to the previous wives and how they lit her on fire and released her from her pain. Yeah. And it was purifying. Ugh. Because it was just the whole thing was icky. Yeah. It was just icky. So fire really is – Fire and water are purifying things, mm-hmm. and in this case, the the water was growing it. So, what do you do? You you counteract that, and so yeah, that fire was, which would normally be devastating, mm-hmm. was like the rebirth. Yep, the phoenix and the fire type thing. Yes, so I I liked it. What did you think about it? Because I know you're bored. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't like the romance aspect either. I was like you. I was thought he was gonna like sacrifice himself, I really and I was hoping that Noemi and Catalina would kind of like team up and get out together, mm-hmm. like prove themselves as like That's really what I strong, was happen. like women who can survive. And like as Catalina gets out of this like trance, I guess she's been in under this family, and able to save themselves and get out. So that's kind of what I wanted. Yeah, I mean, I think it's once they hit the crypt. Or not the crib, whatever it was the the bottom before they went back up through the mausoleum. I, I, they kind of dragged Francis through that. Yeah, so to I me, kinda... it wasn't like he was he was weighing them down. I mean, girl, he's dead weight. Cut him. <laughs> Cut <laughs> him. <laughs> Two is is if all like if 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 Virgil's having this like reaction to the hat. Like I know Francis. I know Virgil's more connected, but I feel like as as connected as Francis was, they he s- was. Started the process of yeah. him. What I feel did like they he wouldn't have it? survived. Trans, the the transfer. They started the process right. of Howard becoming in Francis. So I'm not totally convinced that yeah. Francis is 100 percent Francis. I mean, yeah. how much if this if the spores were growing in him the whole time? How and much then is he? How did he not die when the house died? 
Yeah, like, like if he was, the, I get that the women were they were able to break the connection because they weren't blood related and there was they weren't there long enough for it not to mm-hmm. be. But with him, yeah, it feels like if Virgil had that reaction, I guess Francis was just one step to the in the right I mean, direction. He did get really ill and like slept for two days. Yeah, well, I do that when I drink too much. I mean, what is the, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I I kind of agree with Angelique. I would have liked it if it had just been the two the finally breaking through. Um, and that's maybe where the dad could have come back in. Yeah. Like they could have been back in Mexico City or something and, and, and been free. Mm-hmm. And you still could have still, had a nugget. Yeah, you could still have with Catalina because she'd been there longer and she'd yeah. been under longer. That is true. She had been his wife, so maybe she ends up pregnant and it's like, is yeah. the baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without that romance aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> fixed the end. <laughs> Francis <kidding>. dies. <laughs> and Catalina's pregnant maybe with a mushroom. I love it. Oh, what's your next question, Ace? Last question is, um, who would you want to play who in the movie or so, um, for you go first? Uh, I thought of Ariana DeBose. Mm-hmm. Because even though she's singing, she has a lot of stuff, she's really good. Like, if you ever saw West Side Story, she's very good at the emotional stuff. And then for Francis, I thought of Cody Smith McPhee. Um, he was in Power of the Dog. He's very tall, very lanky. He had uh, very pale. He has actually some mm-hmm. disorder that causes him to, like, be very tall. Pale? but. I don't know. That's just. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But he was in Power of the Dog, and he kind of played this like sly teenager with like a lisp, and he was kind of pale and thin, and and you thought that there was nothing because he was the dog, mm-hmm. but he ended up being anyway. I don't want to spoil that if you've never seen it. I have not. But um, I, I felt like he would be really good. I'll see if I can find a picture of. Him. And then for Howard uh, Harold, I thought of uh, <laughs> Kieran I, Hines. I don't know who that is. Um. He was in Belfast. He he's been in a lot of different things. I'm gonna try to find pictures of these people. Um, he just has big eyes, and um, I kind of pictured like I don't know why I kind of pictured him like that. Anyway, you're looking at pictures. You're looking at pictures. So, yes. uh, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go? Go ahead. Okay. So for um, Noemi, I chose Sociel Gomez, who was the girl in Doctor Strange: uh, Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. She's a Mexican actress. Mm-hmm. And for um, Virgil, I chose Austin Butler because he's oh, handsome, but I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> no offense, Austin Butler. <laughs> um, for Howard, I chose Donald Sutherland. For Francis, I chose Jamie Campbell Bower, the actor who played Vecna in Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And for Florence, I chose Frances McDormand. She's so severe. Mm-hmm. I like her. And then for Ruth, I would uh, have Ruth, the ghost mm-hmm. uh, who killed everybody and she didn't have any regrets about it, um, Jenna Ortega. Ooh, that'd be good. This is Kieran Hines. Oh, yeah. You know who that is? Okay, and then let me let me pull up. Cody, I'm actually now have um I'm not connected here. So Cody Smith, McPhee, no, not as Elvis. He wasn't in Elvis. Elvis. It heard you. It heard you because it pulled up Austin Butler. This is, <laughs> um, that's Cody Smith McPhee. Oh yeah, see, he has the same yeah. vibe yeah. as Jody uh, Jamie Campbell. Who did he I does. say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't think about Florence. Um. See, but I love Frances McDormand, and I have such a warm spot for her. It would be hard for I, she's never played like pure evil. So I was trying to think of someone who would play like. It's just so severe. I love it. Um, and then, awesome, but I like that. You could do Tilda Swinton. <gasps> she would be good. Yeah. For some reason, I thought of Uma Thurman. Ooh, oh, okay. Actually, I like good. it. I yeah. think that would be good too. Yeah. Yeah. And for like, um, I don't have a lot. For like Francis, I kept picturing Domhnall Gleeson. Do you know who that is? Yeah, the redhead. Hux from, yeah. In um, Star Wars. He was in About oh, Time yeah, with yeah, Rachel yeah. McAdams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yes. He's Brendan Gleeson's son. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And for um, I guess for some reason for Catalina, I picked. Have y'all seen the show Sense Eight? No, I've wanted to. It's on Netflix, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. There's a, a a character in there, um, Daniela, and she's played by a uh, actress, Erendira Ibarra. Okay. I think she would probably be good for Catalina, or honestly, Noemi. She has the, her character in mm. Sense Eight has that kind of energy as well. Hmm. But yeah, those are the only ones I pictured. I like that we I, I have like yeah. really solid options here. I feel like we could we could actually have like a casting call <laughs> and like people had to win. <laughs> I do like the Austin Butler one. That one's funny mm. because you're right. After like when he wouldn't drop his accent, <laughs> <laughs> I, Brendan Fraser winning the Oscar was the greatest thing ever because that guy did not win for Elvis because Aww, he just annoyed yeah. me. It's no offense. He's a pre- I, I've seen interviews. He's a really nice kid. I mean, he's he's like our age, but he looks like he's like 25. But he, I don't know. Yeah, it, it, that bothered me. It's like you're trying to be Elvis. To win an Oscar, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Angela Bassett was like, "You got to cut that out." <laughs> she was like, "I'm done. I played Tina Turner. I get it. You got to cut it out." <laughs> so, yeah. but that's cool. Those are some good. Those are some good choices, guys. I think so. high fives. High fives. We're getting better at this. I think so. <laughs> well, I was like, "Oh, she's going to ask about this," and I was like, "I don't really. I'm not as well versed in actors in their 20s as I used to yeah, be." Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "I really don't know many Mexican actresses." Mm-hmm. So when her name came up, I was like, "Oh, um, they talk. They described a Mexican actress from the." 50s, I think, in the book, they described like this is what Noemi looks like, and so I was like, okay, I gotta find a girl who could yeah. do that. And one of the very first pictures that showed up for Social Gomez was this like very 50s vibe, and I was like, cool. oh, that's cool, yeah, yes, I choose you. Mine was the the Cody spit me fee immediately. Have you guys have have you seen Power of the Dog? Mm-mm. It's on Netflix. It's very slow burning. Um, it's got kind of uh, like this book. Kind of like this book. Yeah, yeah. It's um. Uh, who's the uh, Benedict Cumberbatch oh. and Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons? Mm-hmm. It's a very good cast, but oh, it's a very yeah. slow burn. And the Cody Smith McPhee character, you're like, what is the purpose? Of-? And then when you get to, it, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it kind of that. That's why he stuck in my head for for Francis. But the other ones, I had to, I had to think about. Yeah. Cool. All right. What's any, next? Any final thoughts? Well, you know I got my list. She has Candles written other books. Um, They're not funny Candles this time, notes. though. She oh, wrote another book. Gods of yeah, Jade and wrote, Shadow? She, uh, she has another one out that came out this year, Silver Nitrate, I think. So if it's you, also um, If you like her, and uh, you should check out her other books. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> One of my first notes is the uncle imported English earth, red flag. (laughs) (laughs) The family is in Mexico and doesn't allow Spanish, red flag. Yep. (laughs) These are funny. Yeah. Um... Dumped it up. Oh, when they said that Catalina had tuberculosis, I was like, oh, snap, no Emmy. She has TB, run. <laughs> and then Catalina coughed, and I was like, oh, great. If this were a movie, she'd be dead. But she, she survived. Yeah. She survived. I that really, really, I really thought Catalina was going to yeah. die. Um, traces of mold in the bathroom, not good for the lungs. Oh, I liked the scene when um, in the beginning when Noemi is exploring the house and there's a moment where she comes across one of the journals in, I don't know if it was in a library or office, but it was one of the eugenics ones, eugenics journals. She just threw it in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) I liked that. Um, Mushrooms sprouted by the graves, like mushrooms they ate for dinner. Yuck. (laughs) I guess when I started to realize mushrooms were going to be a thing. Um... 
oh, Noemi's father said she cared too much about um, her looks and parties to take school seriously. And her response in her head was as if a woman could not do two things at once. <laughs> so I just liked her. Yeah, um, that was good. I like how smart she was. She was very mm-hmm. smart. She knew about like how dyes affected like mercury and stuff like that affected the brain. And she was like, maybe that's what's making her sick. I like that she grounded things. And it yeah. wasn't immediately yeah, yeah. like, this place is haunted. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, Francis mushroom hunting in the cemetery. Ew, just ew. For <laughs> eating people, guys. Aryan zombies run. <laughs> um Oh, the doctor said, excuse me at one point, And Noemi said, no, I will not excuse you. <laughs> Baller. <laughs> I just really, I didn't realize. He's a I good so kid, many, I didn't realize I had so many, like, points Funny for ones, her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it still doesn't beat the, I liked this and this. And I had the characters, the plot. The, <laughs> <laughs> that was the best one. But this is pretty good. This is solid. This is better than I thought it would be. Scenes um, I like. Favorite scene, Catalini. Yep, that was it. Oh, good. Okay. Those were good ones. That was a good one. I love Kindle's notes. Me too. They're Thank like you. our little like editorial note. Yeah. Anything else? Any, anybody got, you got anything? I'm just really glad that I read In the Dream House first to set mm. up a lot of the gothic sh- and horror structure. And mm-hmm. then it, like reading this book, I was like, check, check, check. Yeah. So. And the uh, the Latin culture that that, yeah. that translated in both. It's just it's just really interesting to see the gothic combined with that um, in, in a in a cool way. It's a really mm-hmm. cool thing. I'm glad we did a horror book, and I'm glad we all liked it. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad we did for Hispanic Heritage. I mean, I'm glad we were able to find something that really blended mm-hmm. all of that. That was that was a good good call. High fives. High fives. All right. Before we close out this episode, I'm going to promote Hoopla. With Hoopla, you can access e-books, e-audiobooks, and stream music and movies and more. With your Gaston County Public Library card, you get six instant borrows a month, which means no waiting, and five flex borrows a month, which means some waiting. If you don't have a library card with Gaston County, if you're listening from New Mexico, for instance, be sure to check out your public library to see what their digital resources entail. If you live in Roswell, your library card has an alien on it. Really? (laughs) Yep. That's so cool. Go to Roswell, New Mexico, public library site. They totally double down on it. It's awesome. Good for them. That is a very specific New Mexico call out. Well, we get a lot of listeners from New Mexico. Really? Yeah. Well, hey, New Mexico. <laughs> like last month, New Mexico was second after North Carolina. <gasps> no kidding. Yeah. We should go travel. We should go travel there and record there. Yeah. Oh, I On am... Gaston County Dime. <laughs> that will never happen. But... They will give us one dime. <laughs> right. One, no, no, no. That we found on the floor. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it for this episode. Mexican Gothic by Silvia Morena Garcia is available both in the library and online at the NC Digital Library and through the Libby app. Let us know what you think of the book and what you think of what we think of the book. Just leave a comment at the off-the-shelf blog at gastonlibrary.blogspot.com or at gastonspeaks.podbean.com. Next month's book will be Fuzz, When Nature Breaks the Law by Mary Roach. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. guys.